0: It's Marcia Cork. I'm a certified change practitioner and diversity professional. For years, I've helped corporate teams and professionals navigate operational changes and improve workplace culture. Now, I create simple public speaking, communication, and change solutions that turn everyday people into confident professionals and entrepreneurs. Change is hard. Change is messy, and change is scary. I know because just a few years ago, I was in a rocky marriage, unemployed, and broke, all at the same time. Eventually, though, I had to lean in, trust my skill set, and be my own solution. I'm also a seasoned voiceover talent and the voice of many of the brands you know and trust. So I know a little something about moving from hardship to entrepreneurship and helping you reset and rebrand. I'm Marcia Corp, and I am the Change Coach.
1: Okay. I'm probably going to fumble through it, but I'm going to try. That's fine. So you ready? Ready. Okay.
0: One second. So do you have a timer in front of you or would you like me to use my box? So this is what I do for fun. I keep it on green as long as you are, you still have plenty of time left. When it's time to wrap up, that's usually your last 10 seconds. And I tell you that's you know, enough time for you to start to wrap it up and close it out. And then when you're done, I'll just turn it to red and that's your stop. Okay. Okay? So I start the timer when you start. All
1: right. I'm starting. Hello, my name is Kristen Rice and I'm going to be speaking about applause. Uh, One instance about applause, it happens at the end of the performance, usually as a positive feedback, uh, not... uh, oh my gosh um positive f- feedback um uh, a, a verbal positive oh my goodness. okay can i start over sure. uh, uh, okay let see that's my problem it's like i can't talk for a full minute okay um all right sorry hello my name is kristen rice and i will be talking about uh applauses there are several types of applauses you will see in a performance or a speech one is a round of applause that's where they're just clapping um, joyfully the second one is a standing ovation where the performance was really good and and well executed uh, standing and clapping and the other one may be cheering or hurrah, brava. Uh, mostly it's a, pro, it's a, it's a very positive feedback, uh, verbal, let's see. Um, um, it's, it's positive feedback uh, when a performance or a speech is, is ended. Um, we usually hold the applause at the end to not disrupt the performance. Uh, it usually stands at the end of the performance. All right, you're done. Yeah. <laughs> so how did that feel? <laughs> See, when I saw it on paper, was like, she gonna make me pick that box. Like I hate that one. Cause I can't, I don't have enough to say for a minute and it gets jumbled. You, you, you saw the whole thing. It just was a, a dumpster fire. Well, so. you did.
0: You had enough to talk about for one minute. Yeah. So now you just have to structure it better. You 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 gave me three points, which okay. is very good for uh, something as random as applause. You didn't go too broad. It was narrow enough to get through in one minute. And so now you just have to clean it up. Okay, okay. so your second attempt will be to clean it up. So tell me your three points that you made.
1: Uh, first one was the types of applause mm-hmm. and the second one was it's normally a positive feedback I really know how to word it verbal I don't know what that cue was called in, in, in public speaking um, and the second verbal one cue. The
0: mm-hmm.
1: verbal cue there we go and the third one is usually happens at the end of performance
0: okay so three types of applause <clears throat> So the three types of applause can be the three subject areas. Okay. Okay. So um, you mentioned end of the performance or speech as positive feedback. Mm -hmm. Okay. You mentioned the standing ovation. And what was the other one? I think
2: round of applause.
0: Yes, I did hear round of applause. okay, so round of applause can can be something that you put um, uh, as content for the end of the performance or speech. Yeah, there's another there's one, a, but it's only
1: used in opera. I just I can't remember what it's called.
0: Okay. And then you could also say for uh, positive feedback or um, you know during the speech, positive reinforcement. During the speech, positive reactions during the speech, and that's, and those could be your three. so you have the common applause that you hear at the end of the performance, you have um, a standing ovation as a form of applause, and then throughout your speech or performance, there is positive reinforce positive reinforcement. Do you see those as three potential subject areas? those are my points, right?
2: mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
0: Okay, so when you, go, when you run through it again, you're going to say something like, you did great with your introduction. You said it in 10 seconds or less. I'm going to talk to you th- today about applause. I'm going to talk to you about three types of applause or three times you would typically see applause, see or hear hear applause. Um, you might, and then you can go into your first one being, commonly you'll hear applause at the end of a performance. It might, uh, it might signify a job well done one form of applause at the end of your performance or speech would be a standing ovation. Wait, did you do that? Did we say that was going to be a third point or was that going to be um, supporting detail for your end of? I think that was the second point. Okay, so show me your three points. Let's look at that. I don't want to give you three points. You show me what you want to talk about.
1: Common applause, that's no matter what performance, after speech, a job well done. positive the feedback? Standing ovation is if the performance was raving, uh, raving review, um, extantial. Uh, and then the other one I thought about, it, it's it's one of the pause due for opera. It's, um, I can't believe the name. Um, it's, it's like, it's not a long applause. It's just a short one, two, three, four. Okay. I, I guess it would, I will put under, I guess I'll call it etiquette applause, like what you do for special occasions, special events.
0: Okay. What about with poetry, the finger
1: snap? That could be under it too, right? Okay. Depending on certain special, it wouldn't be called special events. Special instances, I guess, right? <laughs> it's a one
0: minute speech it's not uh, a deal breaker it's not going to hurt your credibility too bad i would say if you can't think of it to toss it and go with something else or just use plain language that explains it versus trying to use a formal word okay okay because you want to draw on information that's top of mind you don't have time to research it it's a one-minute speech, so it's not a research-based speech. It's solely based on firsthand experience. Okay, so you could you could say another type of applause um, you might hear during a perform, uh, during a speech or performance, and that's to to give ongoing positive feedback. This is commonly displayed in opera performances, but you might also see it in poetry with the Simple finger snap. And you can say it all of that in about 10 seconds. And all of that content supports um, intermittent applause. Okay. okay. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. So you can now write down your three points or your three subject areas. You can write down a quick one to three words of what you want to say about that point, that subject area. But in the end, what you show me should not be a written speech. It should be an outline that says point one, point two, point three, and a few supporting words. Okay. All right. Let me see it. That's a mess. <laughs> imagine, <laughs> imagine having to deliver from that. Okay. Let's try that again. Yes, <laughs> ma'am. <It's real. laughs>
1: okay. I will make it. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm.
0: So, this is going to be your template now for every speaking opportunity.
2: Um mm-hmm.
0: Okay. Okay, let me see it. <laughs> Much Did better. Yeah. Really? I see it. I, it goes. Okay. It went blurry, but I saw it in the beginning.
1: Yeah, I was okay. like, what
0: the... <laughs> "Yeah, it looks like you would actually be able to work from that. Let's see how it goes.
1: But <laughs> see, that's like how my when I told you, like my my mouth can't can't catch up with my brain. Like this is what my brain is doing. Like it has all the thoughts, but then when it comes out, it just
0: yes. And that is not uncommon. That's why this okay, guys, is was just only weird construct. Construct. I have
1: a weird one out of me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Keep it simple. If you write too much, you'll read too much or you'll okay. say too much. Okay. I start the timer when you start.
1: Okay. <clears throat> All right. Hello. My name is Kristen Rice and I'm going to be speaking about applauses. What's an applause? Applause is given at the end of a, por- a performance, mostly of a play, uh, singing performance, or speech engagement. Um, it's seen as a positive feedback um, from the general audience to the performer or the speaker. Uh, different types of applause you'll see is just the common applause, where it's just simple clapping. And then you could have a standing ovation where the performance was really good and really spoke to the audience that they stand and maybe they may whoop or they may be be verbal with it, with their clapping to show that the performance was well. In some instances, uh, when there is poetry, you don't necessarily clap, you do small snaps uh, for sound effects. And in operas, uh, between acts, you are only doing maybe four short, short claps. It's starting to get away from it now in modern day times and then at the end if the performance was well you will do that's your time better
0: now you see how much content you had for a one minute speech Yeah. did you kind of deviate from your points a little bit Mm -mm. did you end up saying more than you wanted to say about
1: any area yeah the second one I said a little more
0: and that's what took you over your time so the lesson there is, don't deviate. Have an outline, keep it simple. Yep, so the, mess, the, the lesson that comes with this and doing it for just a minute. So if we were doing it over several weeks, I would start out by doing this one minute exercise. And then I would apply it to a welcome address or to an acceptance speech or to an introduction and give you specific um, windows of time, you know, allotted time for each of those things and have you break apart out of this five minutes that I'm giving you, how much of that should be dedicated to my introduction? How much of that five minutes should be dedicated to my conclusion? And then how much time do I have for the body of the speech, the three main points? And then doing the same thing you did today, 10 to 12 seconds for each point, now I'm gonna give One minute to each point, or a minute and a half to each point. So you keep that frame of reference in mind. And then when you feel yourself exceeding, in this case, the 10 to 12 seconds, you say, I've made my point already. It's time to move on to the next. Okay. Okay. So I'm going to have you do the same thing one more time. Same three points, but see if you can stick to specifically what you wanted to talk about for each point. Okay.
1: I start when you start. All right. <clears throat> Hello, my name is Kristen Rice, and I will be talking about applauses. What is an applause? Applause is a all the masses doing a positive feedback on a performer, a singer, or a speaker. Uh, there are several types of applause. There's normally the common applause. That's where you're seated, sitting down and you are clapping. Um, it could be a long length of time. There's no time limit. And then there's standing ovation. That's where the performance was really good, that people are standing, clapping. Some are making verbal noises, such as woo or bravo or bravo. Uh, several instances where an applause can differ is during poetry. You don't necessarily clap you snap when a point speaks to you or um, at the end of the poetry performance. Or in the opera, uh, you do four short slaps in between acts um, and, and before intermission. And at the end of the opera, you can also do a standing ovation or brava. So thank you for listening to me talk about applause and have a great day. Excellent. So you hear the timer going off but you only
0: went over by like one or two seconds. Yay. Yeah. So this is how you transfer this technique to your slide presentations, the presentations that you do for work by identifying what are the main points, what are the key features, the key highlights, the key findings. I'm gonna talk about those three or I'm gonna talk about those five. I'm still gonna have the information handy If they wanna see a broader slide or specific features, specific percentages, things like that, that can be something you provide at the end of your presentation. When you open up the floor for more discussion or to answer more questions, if they want any information that's outside of the key findings that you've reported, but now your presentation is done. So you see how you can be a lot more conversational and informal after your presentation. Mm-hmm. but you can still provide the nuts and bolts. You can engage. You can have all of that interaction without having to turn back to look at your slide or having to rely on a lot of notes because now you're just going to work from specific points, specific note cards. You can read from your note cards, look up because you're going to ad lib most of it just like what you did today. Okay? okay. All right. So now we're going to... Like I said, do that that's these stackable techniques. So I want to have you stand up. I want to see what you look like presenting. And and we're gonna work on your proud stance. I wanna see how you look. Your camera went a little bit dark because it's trying to readjust. okay yeah that's good okay so now i want you to fall into a comfortable position that looks professional that looks like Kristen and the way that you would stand for at least a minute you want to hold you want to be able to hold that position for at least a minute okay and are you typically holding note cards or um a laser you know the what do you call the I'm drawing a blank, the pointer. Slides. Yeah, are you typically holding anything when you present?
1: I usually don't, but if anything, I hold a note card.
0: Okay, so you can practice holding the note card. Sometimes if you're advancing the slides with one of those remotes, you might wanna practice, you know, holding an ink pen or holding a TV remote or something like that. So you can get the feel of, um, you know, doing the same thing, but holding holding a remote or pen of some sort. Okay. Okay. So hold that position. Do you feel comfortable? Yes. Do you feel like you could hold that position for a full minute?
1: No, I got to adjust. So now I'm better.
0: Okay. Okay. So now I'm going to have you do the ABC exercise. Did you see what the ABC exercise looked like in advance? Yes. Okay. So I'll repeat it just so you're not jumping right in. But basically, you're going to do the same thing. You're going to introduce yourself. You're going to tell me what you're going to do, which is recite the alphabet. You can explain that in any way. And you're going to deliver the alphabet. So total, this should take not even 30 seconds, but basically 30 seconds, give or take, you know, based on how you deliver it. But I don't want you to sing it. I want you to make it sound conversational. So you're going to speak the alphabet and and basically treat it like a speech. Okay. okay.
1: All right. All right. Uh, hello, my name is Kristen Rice, and I'm going to be talking to you through the alphabet: A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, L, M, N, O, P, Q, R, S, T, U, V, W, X, Y, and Z. I know I missed some letters.
0: Nope, you, had it, you hit them all. <laughs> okay, I'm like, that was sour. <laughs> you hit them all. And that was good. Okay, so now do that again, but be sure to close it out this time. Always okay. close out with thanks or next steps. Um, email me, call me, visit my website, you know, something like that to, to close it out and leave with some type of call of action.
1: Okay. okay. Hello, my name is Kristen Rice, and I'm going to be talking you through the alphabet. A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, L, M, N, O, P, Q, R, S, T, U, V, W, X, Y, and Z. Uh, You can email me at the link below if you have any further questions, and thank you for your time.
0: Perfect. Okay. Okay, so to hear you deliver that, it sounds like your natural voice. So I can already hear a natural cadence in the way that you speak. You had much more personality delivering it that second time around. Something about doing it the first time, then laughing when you thought you forgot the, the letters and then jumping back in, you sounded like yourself. You, that was more of a, yes, I'm professional, but this is also the real Kristen that you're getting. You know what I mean? that authenticity and that's how that's what i want you to work for just because you're being professional just because you're delivering a speech doesn't mean it has to sound formal um and like i always say research driven so when people do a lot of the box talk exercises they try to they try to give me a thesis or something i'm like you're talking about ketchup right now like what (laughs) how professional do you have to be talking about or how formal do you have to be talking about ketchup? You're always going to be professional. You're always going to be credible, but it doesn't have to be stuffy. Mm-hmm. So that's what that, that looked like. Um, some things that I did notice, you smacked your hand with the cards. I do? Did they see oh. that? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. And those things are fine as long as they aren't a distraction. So if you do it once, it's common. But if you do it, um, you know, it's a, it's a it's a way of me seeing that you're nervous. That's when you don't even notice that you're doing it. And it'll be constant.
1: I didn't know I was doing it. I was yes. focused on the getting all the letters right. Yeah. So okay.
0: even the way that you did that, I think, is fine. So it's not uncommon for us when we're telling a story, when we are speaking, whether we're reading from something or um you know, speaking off the cuff, what we do is we look to the sky because it's like we're fetching information Mm. and you're kind of questioning yourself as you do it. So all those things to me are normal things that one would expect or an audience would expect out of a conversation. And to see you do it, it actually humanizes you. People are more uncomfortable when you're trying to be overly formal because they match your mood, they match your delivery. So if you're being very formal, then they're gonna try to be formal as well. So every time that you humanize it, every time that you show your real personality makes them more comfortable and at at ease too. People reflect the mood that you put out. So when you're presenting, you have to decide what's the tone for this speech. So based on the topic, based on the conversation we're having today, what's the tone? And then you set the tone. Okay. So I like what you did. So let's do it again.
1: Hello, my name is Kristen Rice, and I'm going to be talking you through the alphabet. A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, L, N, O, P, Q, R, S, T, U, V, W, X, Y, and Z, You can email me at the link below if you have any further questions. And thank you for listening to me talking to the alphabet. Good. How do you feel doing this? I feel good. Like now that you mentioned the ticket, I I know I did it once. And I did kind of look up because I I was like, wait, I don't know why. I At that point in the alphabet, I get a little confused. Like, wait, did I skip some letters? And you can Um, say that. I think I know with me. I, I doing it once is harder, but I know with training and practice, I can get mm-hmm. better at it.
0: Mm-hmm. But
1: that's when, like, I never understand when people say they practice for their speech. Like, how? How am I supposed to practice for a speech? I, I guess besides knowing what you're supposed to say, but also like your saying delivery and your cues and looking in the mirror, things mm-hmm. like that.
0: Absolutely, and not deviating from your points. That's where people trip up. If people start to run out of time or they start to ramble, it's because they've started to deviate from their points. So where they were prepared, now this new information, they're not, pre- not prepared. And that's when they get off track. They'll lose the point. They'll fumble trying to get back to the point. Or they'll just talk too much and never, never really get back to their point. Yeah,
2: that's amazing. Yeah.
0: It's most people, even people that say that they're comfortable speaking, when they say that they're comfortable speaking, it just means they don't care about other people's opinions or judgment, (laughs) that they don't care if they mess up, they're just fine, you know, but it doesn't mean that they gave a good speech. It doesn't mean they gave a good, that they delivered it well. Does that make sense?
2: Yeah, I get it. So
0: they'll walk away feeling fine, but you'll walk away like this was supposed to be 10 minutes and it took 30,
1: Mm -hmm. you know? yeah that's what i don't want mm-hmm.
0: yeah all right so this is an exercise that you can do several times a day you can record yourself you can do it in front of the mirror but this is also how you can prepare for your your presentations so actually that's a question that i should have asked as well how often or how long do you usually prepare practice going through your presentation prior to actually delivering it? I think maybe twice. You do a full run through. So if you have a a 20 minute presentation, do you actually take your time, time yourself to see if you're delivering it in 20 minutes, do a run through. So where you've done it now two or three times and you seem to get through it in relative in roughly 20 minutes, sometimes 18 minutes, sometimes 21 minutes. but roughly 20 minutes do you ever do that
1: I do not time myself I just make sure okay do I know what I'm talking about so I don't sound like I'm crazy okay so that's
0: what you should start doing as well actually do a run through so when I'm speaking and and my kids know this about me before in the beginning it was unusual but now they're completely used to it I will be standing in the middle of the floor talking to the air And I'm doing my entire speech. So if it takes an hour, then they're watching. They they might be going into the kitchen and up the stairs. But I'm sitting there talking to a wall as if it were my audience. And I'm going to do it for that entire hour. So the more you do it, the less awkward you will feel doing it. And when you get to the point where you don't mind who walks by, you are in your zone, you're finding just how comfortable you are, you know, delivering your speech, you are fine with how you sound and now you're actually working towards perfection at that point, that's, mm-hmm. that's the level of confidence that you get with preparation. When you know you know your content, you know that you can deliver it in a specific amount of time, you're not gonna deviate from your points, you're gonna get through it in the time allotted, that's a good speech. Okay? Yes. Okay. So let's leave this last few minutes for any specific questions you have, any um, other ways that you can apply the technique, just any, any questions that you have.
1: Let's see if we can pinpoint anything. So when you talk about deviations in the speech, and I mentioned that I had a whole speech prepared, but... I'm I'm having, I'm doing my spiel and then there's a question in the middle of it and it breaks my concentration.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: And then like, I'm I'm focusing on answering that question now and I forget where we stopped at or I may, I usually don't repeat a statement but I say, as a recap, this is this, let's move on. And they keep going towards my uh, spiel. Okay. So I guess is when I'm practicing, do I need to count for deviations like that or uh kind of just keeps, again stay focused keep it simple answer questions and bring it back
0: okay so what i heard you say is it throws you off so it, if you already know about yourself that it throws you off then we're not going to accept questions during the speech that's it you control the conversation you're the speaker so what you do is at the start of your speech during your introduction You, um, as I say, when you give the introduction, you're given a preview, just like I had you do in the APC exercise. You're going to give a preview. You're going to give an overview of everything that you're going to discuss. So that lets people know in advance the points, the topics, the agenda, you know, the run through. So they already know what to expect. And during that time, you'll say, and I'll take questions at the end. So you can let them know, we're going to go through the speech. We're going to go through the presentation and then I'll take questions at the end or you can set it up where you can take questions at the end of every subject area. So that way you can at least address the question while it's still on topic versus having people wait to the end because now they may forget their point if they don't write it down, you might forget and you might circle back. And then at the end, they'll, left, they'll be left unfulfilled because you never addressed their question. So there's a couple of ways that you can handle it, but you do that in advance. So in your introduction, when you're given the preview, you can set the tone for, you know, how you're gonna take questions. Take them at the end or take them at the end of every um, subject area, okay? Mm -hmm. And if you see them raise their hand, you can do a technique that I call hedging. If they raise their hand, but you are not taking questions, then you look them in the eye, you let them know that you see them, that you address them, and you just like hold that thought. And what at the end- People that don't hold that thought? Keep going. Put your hand up again. (laughs) Hold that thought. And then, or you can say, I promise I'm going to come back to you. Okay, Uh, I see you. I see you. I promise I'm going to come back to you. But you keep going so that you don't lose your point. You don't lose your train of thought. Okay. And you can say it with a smile. It, it doesn't have to be abrupt. Like, you're not doing it like this. It's just, I'm talking. I see you. I'm going to come right back to you. And then come back to them. Okay. 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 So do you feel that this was enough preparation that we can repeat it live? Oh, Lord.
1: (laughs) Yes, I think we can. Yeah, I think so.
0: You did great. Would you be willing to let people see you do it live? Would you be
1: willing to invite a few people? I like how you said that, then you did your tea. You're like, you know the (laughs) answer. You really don't got a choice. (laughs) No, I'm fine with it because I'm sure. yeah i'm fine the only only one i have an issue with like you know we're doing the first try of the box method I'm like yeah that was a dumpster fire and i don't want people to see me doing dumpster fire <laughs> but that's the point
0: once you get to the point where you can do it in front of the people whose opinions you care about you know you've got it um, and and they are shaking in their boots watching you so to see you get through it they're cheering for you oh man yeah so imagine you know, I do this for students, I do this in a classroom, everybody does it for the first time the same way. They're all hoping they're not called on first, but but everybody does it, everybody gets through it, and at the end, you know, if I was doing this for class, then it would be over several weeks. Like I said, I'd give several different examples from introductions, welcome addresses, commencement, you know, all types of different examples. Mm-hmm. But it's all built on the same technique. So at the end, you'll be able to deliver anything. You'll be able to talk about anything. If Some people say, you know, shoelaces. You will get to, you'll be at the point where you're like, ask me anything because you can talk about it because you're just drawing on real experience. Mm-hmm. Where you'll go wrong is trying to say, well, in 1925, shoelaces were created by blah, blah, blah. You know, when you start really trying to get formal information, that's where you go wrong. But if you just keep it to my you know some of my shoes have shoelaces some don't some have velcro some have um fun strings some have plain white strings if you keep it simple like that you can talk about anything for a minute and then you can take questions for a minute because you'll know how to form or respond to questions in a way that feels like you answered the question just because you stayed on topic you know that's like a a political technique so that's more you know, advance. That's when we get to message framing and all that, but all of it is built around the same backdrop.